beginning with verse 12 says this for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against powers and principalities and against powers of darkness rulers of darkness that aren't of this world spiritual wickedness in high places it says wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace Above all, taking on the shield of faith, wherewith you may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. We are part of an army today. And Father, right now, we just adhere to your Word, and we take on your armor of God, understanding we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities in high places. And we're delighted to be a part of your army. Hallelujah. Lord, we stand before your throne to worship you and you alone. Proclaim your name throughout the land that all may know and understand. We are, we are the army of the Lord. We're marching upward for our King. Stand
Today is the 23rd of June, June the 23rd, 2019, praise God. And uh, once again, I'm coming to you to bring the Word of God, help us understand some distinction, amen. And um, bring in the words of life, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, Father, to stand in your presence, Father, and minister the words of life to your people, O God. As you said, Lord Jesus, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God does man live. Hallelujah, Father God. We want to hear what you're saying to us in the spirit, man. We want to hear after our, after our spirit and see after our spirit and comprehend after our spirit, amen. In him was life, and the life was the light, amen. We want to see light. We want to understand and comprehend, Father God, what you're trying to say to us, what you're seeking to say to us in this hour. Help us, O God, in Jesus' name, to see after the spirit and not after this carnal man. Amen. For it is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh, profiteth nothing. The words, amen, you said, Lord Jesus, that I speak unto you. They are spirit and they are life, amen. And we bring forth the words of life today, Father God, that we might bring a distinction, Father God, and an understanding to the body of Christ, Father God, that we might be able to, again, comprehend, Lord, what you're saying to the church. Thank you for this opportunity, Father. I pray for those that will be hearing the message today, those that will be hearing the broadcast in the future, Father. I thank you, Lord God, that they have ears to hear and eyes to see, Lord, what you're saying to the church. I bless you, Father, and I give you this opportunity. Uh, I thank you for this opportunity, Father, in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, for the precious Holy Spirit. Amen. Your presence makes the difference, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, praise God. Uh, I wanted to uh, once again start off with... Uh, talking about the word, but I wanted to share some scriptures here that um, that have been very close. I mean, things that God has been revealing to me and showing me, and uh, I want to bring those words of life to you. Well, first of all, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, in the message translation, it says that the world is unprincipled. It's a dog-eat-dog -dog world out there. It doesn't fight fair, right? But we don't live or fight our battles that way, never have and never will. The tools of our trade, all right, aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are for demolishing that entirely massive corrupt culture. And what are we talking about here? What are we saying this massively corrupt culture? Well, the scripture says that, that, the, that the world is already judged, right? When the, when the Holy Ghost comes, he will reprove the world, right? And that's going to be in John chapter 16, verse 8. Let's take a look at that. John 16, verse 8. Praise God. Good morning, Mr. Dustin Embry. Hallelujah. All right, so... Let me see here. We're going to read this one in the King James Version. Praise God. Mm. Verse 7, chapter 16, John 16, verse 7. Nevertheless, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. All right. It is expedient. Amen. That I, for you that I go away. 
For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, and this is what I was talking about, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. Of righteousness because I go to the Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the Prince of this world is judged. And he said unto him, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Lord of God, verse 16, 13, How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all, uh, he, will not, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he shall show you things to come. All right? And, uh, and I've shared that on that scripture many times on 16, uh, 13 there. And when he comes, amen, he's coming for a reason. He's not just coming to show up and say, hey, Joseph, how are you? Amen. He's got a purpose. Amen. He's always got a purpose. And his purpose is always to reveal the heart of Jesus Christ to us. And Jesus is always revealing to us the heart of the Father. Amen. So it says that when he comes, and again, the word come, and I've shared this before, and I'm going to share it again here. The word come. 1613 um, it's the word to come from one place to another and use both the persons arriving to appear make one's appearance come before the public so praise God where is the Holy Ghost right Jesus said I've got to go amen but when I go I'm going to send you the comforter the pair pair what is it paracletos I think and I'm going to send you the comforter right yeah, Paracletos, which means the intercessor, glory to God. And we're talking about intercession today. We're going to be talking about intercession, warfare, uh, praying, binding, and, and loosening. Amen. But again, where is the intercessor? Well, where is the Holy Ghost? Jesus said, I'm going to send you the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. And he's going to abide right here inside of you. You are the tabernacle of God. You carry the presence of God with you everywhere you go. Okay? Now... Um, so 16:13, when he has come, he's going to come before the public. He's going to manifest. So he wants to come from within, without. He's got a purpose, amen. He's always got a purpose. And in 1 Corinthians 12:7, when it reads that the but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal, and he shows up, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, working of miracles, discern discernment, discerning the spirits. Uh, tongues, interpretation of tongues, and there's one more there. What I mean is, well, the point is, is that when he comes, amen, he shows up for a purpose, and <clears throat> he's going to speak. He's going to say something in your spirit, man. You've got to hear by the spirit, and you've got to move by faith. Galatians 3, 5, right? Galatians 3, 5, it says, he therefore the minister to the spirit. Let me make sure that's right. Galatians, um, praise God. There uh, Galatians chapter 3 yeah Galatians 3 5 he therefore that ministered to you the spirit and worketh miracles among you doeth yet by the works of the law by the hearing of faith we move by faith is what I'm trying to get at and when we're hearing from the Holy Ghost and when we're hearing from the Lord we, we have to step out in faith it's not the whole, well, us waiting for the Holy Ghost to minister it's us ministering the spirit amen he therefore that ministered to you the spirit and worketh dunamis, worketh miracles among you. <clears throat> Do it here by the works of the law, by the hearing of faith. We're doing it by faith towards God. Amen. So now back to 1613 here. It's come. He will guide you. 
And I shared on this scripture guide, on this, on this definition, it's the word hodegeo, and it comes from the word uh, hodegos, which means a conductor, all right? A teacher, okay? And, uh, and also, uh, it comes from two words. That word comes from two words. And th that word comes from the word that says hodos, and then uh, hegeomai. Hegeomai is to lead, to command, with official authority, all right? Figuratively, to deem that is to consider an account, to consider, okay? So what, what am I saying here is that when the Holy Ghost comes, He's going to come. He's going to guide us into all truth. He's going to come to conduct us, all right, to get us to a point and to get us to a destination. And again, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, and I'll bring that one out for you, all right? Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. All right. It says, For the word of God is quick and powerful, and sharper than any two edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit, of the joints and marrow. And let's see, of the soul and spirit, of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. So, four things there. Um, Mary's most of the Holy Ghost. Four things there. It's talking about. Uh, Hang on, I'm sorry. I gotta look at this verse so I can refer to it again. Alright, Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is quick and powerful. So he's gonna say, he's gonna divide us under the soul and spirit, number one, joints and marrow, number two, discerner. Alright, marismos of discernment and marismos of thoughts and intents of the heart. The word marismos is the Greek word there, dividing asunder, which means a separation for clarification. But the scripture that I want to get to there, I mean the point that I want to get to, it says even two. When you look at the word even too, it means through the idea of terminus. And terminus means the end point, the destination. So what has the Lord been trying to get us to is walking in that place where we walk in the spirit and not after our carnal man. In other words, making a distinction between the two, right? Verse 13, neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Whom, <clears throat> I'm sorry, let me, this, this version that I use on the, on the computer is not quite as uh, thorough in these Greek words. So the word <coughs> womb, I'm sorry, with, <coughs> is the word pros, P-R-O-S, and then to do is the word logos. So in other words, to the advantage that you have the word of the Lord, the word of God in your heart and in your mouth, is to the advantage that you can see in the spirit, because there's nothing, neither is there any creature which is, which is not manifest in the sight. All things are naked and open to him that has the word. And that's what I'm trying to say here. So in other words, if you have the word, you can hear after the spirit, after what the Holy Ghost is quickening to you in your spirit, man. So when he comes, <clears throat> he's going to guide you into all truth. He's trying to get us to a point, amen, where we're walking after the spirit, obviously, and not walking after our soul. And when we can make a distinction when, when someone's coming out of their soul versus someone coming out of the spirit, man. And there's a reason that that's important, right? Because we don't want to be living after this flesh, this carnal man, right? Now, <clears throat> again, I'm sharing all that to say that it's important for us to understand how to walk after the Spirit, amen? And if you cannot walk after the Spirit, then you're not going to have effective warfare. You're not going to be able to get into uh, war in the way God would have us to war on this earth, right? The Scripture says in Psalm 90, verse 11, 
Who knoweth the power of his anger? Even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. Amen. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If you don't even have the fear of God in your life, if you're not honoring the word of God by being obedient to the word of God, then you're going to experience another side of God that, 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 um, in other words, you're going to walk after your own carnal man and you're going to be without the life of God. And therefore, you're going to walk into something that God doesn't have for us. Amen. And that's what I'm saying here is that uh, verse, verse 12 there, 90, Psalm 90, 12. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. The word wisdom here is the word uh, skill in war. It's the Hebrew word chakma. And it means skill in war, wisdom in administration, shrewdness, all right? Uh, and and, and when, you're, when you're shrewd, you're able to guide with skill, amen? And, and so, again, we're talking about warfare here. We're talking about praying and how that if you're in the carnal man, you cannot effectively, um, you can't war, right? You can't war because here's this, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, and this is in the message. The world is unprincipled. It's a dog-eat-dog. Dog. It's dog-eat-dog dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair. The world that's already judged, right? It will prove the world of sin, of righteousness, of judgment. I read that earlier. So it says, but we don't fight our battles that way. Never have and never will. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are for demolishing that entirely massive corrupt culture. You see? We're, we're here to, to tear down the demonic principalities and powers and rulers of darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high place and all the structure they've set up in this world. In the cosmos, that is. This, this thing that's already judged. And by the way, you can only, you can't bless what a God has already cursed. And you can't curse what God has already blessed. So if you're trying to blend and mix the world in with your life, you're doing something that's called mixture. You're doing something that's called religious. You're being Babylonian. You're in baby land. You need to come out of that and come back into your spirit. In other words, submit to your spirit. So we use verse 5, 2 Corinthians 10, 5, and this is in the message. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of a life shaped by Christ. Our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground for every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity. Building lives is the place of making disciples, creating disciples, amen. And, and obviously you cannot be a disciple if you're not a servant of God. Amen. So it's servanthood, discipleship, and then finally as, you're, as you've been trained and ready, now God can bring you into your, your part, your inheritance. And that doesn't mean you're not experiencing your inheritance on the way. What I'm saying into the fullness of what God has for you. Right? And of His fullness, John 1, 16, have we all received. God wants us to receive His fullness. He wants us to receive the full purpose and the comprehension of what He has for us. But you can't do that in the carnal man. And so I wrote these points down. Let me pull it up again. Praise God. Mm. Praise God. And, and I wrote these points based on the scripture. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. The word war is the word strateomai, right? And strateomai, let me look at it over here. Hold on a second. Second Corinthians 10, 3. 
back to Second Corinthians ten three. So the word, uh, let's see here, we do not war. I think it's we do is the word also war. So what Paul is saying here, we can't war our warfare after the flesh. You can't do it after the carnal man. So the word uh, war, Corinthians ten three again, is the Greek word strateomai, which is where we get the word for strategy. Okay. And when you look up that word in the, in the English definition, it's very enlightening because it lines right up with the Greek word, basically. So if you look at the word strategize, for example, it says devise a strategy or strategies. And God prophesied this, amen, a few months ago, and that God is working on strategies to help us to get us out of the world, to get that world out of us, amen. It's called the church, called, called, twice called out, called out of the world, called unto God, right? So God is seeking to get us out. It's part of the work of the apostolic. In other words, as we look at this definition, to make a military expedition, to lead soldiers to war, to battle, spoken of a commander, to do military duty, to be on active service, to be service, to be a soldier, to fight. And in the Strongs, it says, to serve in a military campaign, figuratively, to execute the apostolate with its arduous duties and functions, to contend with carnal inclinations. All these thoughts and everything that oppose themselves against the kingdom of God has to be, have to be dealt with in our hearts and in our lives. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to follow after God in the Spirit and successfully and, and effectively come into your inheritance of what God has ordained for each and every one of us. And that's what we want, amen? It's not just here so that I can enjoy and be comfortable on the earth. It, I'm here, amen, to do the service of God in the earth. What God needs us to do, which is to take back the ground that the enemy has taken not only from my life, from the life of my wife and my sons and my sons but also helping the body of Christ understand what their part is so they can take the land in their lives for their wives, for their children and for the brothers and sisters out there throughout the world that God brings you in contact with. Amen. I constantly pray show me those, Father, who want the kingdom of God. Amen. Praise God. Man. A lot of scriptures going on here, amen. So we do not, we cannot after the flesh strateomai or war or execute the apostolate, you see, or contend with carnal inclinations. We cannot make a military expedition after the flesh. We cannot lead soldiers to war or battle as commanders after the flesh. We cannot do military duty after the flesh. We cannot be on active service after the flesh. In other words, you can't be ready if you're carnal. You're not going to hear it. And you're not going to respond. You're not going to be obedient. You're not going to hear what God is saying. We cannot be soldiers in the kingdom of God after the flesh. We cannot fight a war in the heavenlies after the flesh. And we cannot serve in a military campaign. The word campaign, it says, is a planned set of activities that people carry out over a period of time in order to achieve something such as social or political change. Now, we know that this world is already judged, right? So we're not talking about changing this world as far as, uh, you know, the, the way they, what I'm saying is this world is already judged. We're not talking about trying to flip all that around. We're talking about bringing those sons and daughters back into the kingdom of God. Amen. And bringing them out of the cosmos. As the scripture says in Revelation, come out of her, come out of Babylon. Babylon is that foolish thinking. 
that thinking of religion, that thinking that keeps you in that place where you got to market and, and you got to use these tools that God has given you, these anointings and these strengths so that you can glorify yourself, so that you can build your own ministry, so that you can have this massive following. Look, I'm only wanting the body of Christ and my brothers and sisters to follow after Jesus Christ, amen. Lead them to Jesus Christ because Jesus said when the Holy Ghost has come, he will not speak of himself. He's going to only take of mine and he's going to show it unto you. That's what we need to be doing in our lives. These strengths and these annoyances and these talents and abilities that God has given us are not for you to glorify yourself. Look at the definition for the word strategy. A plan of action or policy designed to achieve a major or overall aim. The art of planning or directing overall military operations and movements in a war or battle. Okay, now again, we're not talking about carnal fighting, right? Weapons and, and all this stuff that the world uses. For a military operation and movements during a war or battle. Well, the battle is already here, right? We're already in the battle. We're right, we're wrestling out with flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. These are the demonic powers that we push back. For example, Molech and Chemosh, where they aborted their babies, right? For the, for the better of the land, for their own future and prosperity. We're still doing the same thing today. And praise God, that's a principality. He's got to come down. In the name of Jesus Christ, we've got authority to tear down principalities and powers and rulers of darkness in this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. But you see, when we do it as a military campaign, in other words, when we do it as a as one can put a thousand, two can put ten thousand to flight, three, etc., four, five, six, all of us praying for the same goal. You understand? Look at what's going to be accomplished in the earth, praise God. Wow. Oh, we cannot execute the apostolate with its arduous duties and functions. We cannot contend with carnal inclinations if we're in the flesh, obviously. You're not going to want to hear it, amen? You don't want to hear it. You don't want to get dealt with it correctly if you're in your carnal man. But thank God for the Holy Ghost, amen, that works with us, amen, that continues to reprove us and convict us when we're out of order. You know, <clears throat> look at Psalm 144, one, verse 1. Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. That word chakma that I read earlier, <clears throat> it means skill in war. We're talking about being masters of the sword here, man. Following after the Spirit, amen. Bringing forth that word in the right season and the right time. As the scripture says, for the Lord God has given me a, the tongue of the learned, that I might know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. Why is he weary? Why, are he, why is he or she weary? Why do we grow weary? Because we're being worn down by, these demo, by the demonic realm in our flesh. That's what they move on. They know these laws and principles. They know when a man is, is in his carnal man, he's ineffective. And, and as a matter of fact, he's being affected by sin. You know, I've been meditating that a lot, right? Is that, you know, to him that is weary, right? All these individuals, right, but because of the effect of sin in the earth, look at what it's done throughout our societies, right? And what is creation waiting for in Romans chapter 8? All of creation, the scripture says, is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God, for me and you to grow up 
so we can take back the land, glory to God. And so we can do it as Jesus would on the earth. The scripture says they called them first Christians in Antioch. Why? Because they acted like Jesus. These guys have been with Jesus. Unlearned men, ignorant men, by the world standard. Right? These guys weren't looking for titles. They weren't looking for recognition. All they wanted to do is glorify the master and glory to God. Jesus Christ, amen. Mm. Our commander, glory to God. The Lord of hosts, Jehovah Shabbat is his name. The Lord of hosts is his name. He's trying to get us organized, amen, for this massive campaign of destroying the works of darkness in the earth. As it says in, again, back in 2 Corinthians 10, 3, I'm sorry, verse 5. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity. And you know what? When Jeremiah got his commission from God, his orders from headquarters, amen, from the base of operations, when he got his information and his orders, he told him that you are to root out, pull down, throw down, and destroy. And that's what we're talking about here. You can't build on, the, on, a, on a foundation that's been built on the carnal in Babylonia, on Jezebel, and all these perverted demonic principles and, 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 and all this demonic perversion. You can't build on that. That has to be torn down. You've got to start over, in other words. Mm. And I like here, uh, man, it's so clear, man, when, you, when the revelation of the Word of God hits you and you see all this, this Word. Man, I want to read something here. Uh, verse 15, look at what it says here in the message. We are barging on on the rifle, we're not barging on on the rifle work of others, interfering with their ministries, demanding a place in the sun with them. You see, what we're hoping for is that as your lives grow in faith, you'll play a part within our expanding work. You see, that's the goal of God. That's why we want to bring sons of God and daughters of God into the kingdom of God, so that now they can continue on in the work. Amen of the kingdom of God of bringing those that are out there in the world back into the world bringing those that are in the religious system back into the kingdom of God it's a mindset right these thoughts and these 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 attitudes and these mindsets that have no bearing on the word of God have to be pulled down praise God Whew. praise God that's right praise God the world is waiting for the sons of God to grow up amen now I want to read something here again about uh, about Joshua. Let's see where it's at. Now I mentioned last week I was going to cover a little bit of the uh, of uh, mystery of iniquity, right? The strategy of God, Amen, to to, to deliver mankind, humanity, brothers and sisters from. Um, the mystery of iniquity. What is the mystery of iniquity, right? Oh, come on. I've got to find that scripture now. I'm thinking about it. Uh, well, Lord of God. Uh, 
I'm sworn I wrote it down. I mean, I put it in my notes here, but I don't see it. All right, so 2 Thessalonians 2, 7 through 17. Let's read that real quick. <clears throat> and again, the mystery of iniquity, right? The mystery, right? Um, verse 7. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until be he be taken out of the way. Now, he who letteth, in other words, resists the mystery of iniquity and all this perversion, perversion, excuse me, in the body of Christ is the sons and daughters of God in the earth. You see, we're the ones that are pushing back the mystery of iniquity and holding it back. The scripture says in, in uh, Deuteronomy 32, I think it's verse 17. Is that right? Deuteronomy 32, verse 17. Let's go to that. Praise God. Yeah. Well, we're going to read it here in the message. They sacrificed to no god demons, gods they knew nothing about. The, la the latest in gods, fresh from the market, gods your ancestors would never call gods. And the King James, it says, devils whom your fathers knew not. Okay? So the more lawless mankind gets, the more demonic hosts are being released into the earth. And therefore, the more perverted and twisted we see all this chaos and confusion. You hear things that we didn't hear about 10 years ago. You see things. We're having to, you know, these judges in these worldly systems are having to uh, make precedences on things that, that never were dealt with 10 years ago, you know? All these perverted and twisted, right? All these demonic... activities and chaos and confusion that we never even knew about. So thank God for the church, amen, that's holding all this back. And this is our this is our part in there. This is what we do as sons and daughters of God in the kingdom of God and warring against these demonic realm and, and, and these perversions that are out there is that we're holding it back. And verse 8, And then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. Right? And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. That they might all be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. Whereunto he called you by our gospel, Paul said, to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ, walking as sons of God in the earth, fully matured sons. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold, krateo, the traditions, amen, master the traditions, master these words, Paul says, that I'm teaching you. Be masters of these traditions and these principles and these ways of God, which you have been taught, whether by word or by episode. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even the Father, which hath loved us and has given us an everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word, word and work. You see, 
So this mystery of iniquity is already at work. Well, where is it at work at? Do we, is it some building somewhere? Is it, is it a specific individual, right? You know, you see all these ideas and, 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 and philosophies from the world and their principles and their views and what they think this is from the religious system. And they don't, it's, again, it's a mystery. You can't see it until you come out. And that's part of what draws you out. When you start seeing the mystery of iniquity and the lawlessness, right? Because the scripture says that laws were given for those that are disobedient. If we were all walking in order and, and obedience to our spirits, there wouldn't be any need for law. But you see, there had to be something to bring a governor because they would not honor and follow after the spirit man, which is where God is. Revelation 17, 5, And upon her forehead was written a name, written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. All right? You see, she's called Mystery Babylon because it takes such a revelation of the Holy Ghost to see the perversion. And why it's such a mystery? You have to see it by the Spirit of God. And I pray even now as I'm bringing this revelation out, that you would begin to pray and ask God by the Spirit of God to show you Babylon, to show you Jezebel, to show you uh, Balaam and all these errors and all these confusions that are that have put the body of Christ and set her back so far from where God would have us to be. Revelation 16, 14, for they are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Let me tell you something. We're already in that battle of the great day, amen. We fight it daily. We have to. If we didn't, the enemy would overtake us. You see? Revelation 16, 15, Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments. Sanctification. Lest he walk naked and they see his shame. What does that mean? Walk naked? Does that mean I'm going to take all my clothes off? No, man. What he's trying to say here is that you, if you don't come under authority, amen, if you don't come under the way of God, the demonic hosts and all these realm of the spiritual darkness are going to see that and they see the shame. They see that you're uncovered, sons of God, daughters of God. You see? And they come in, ravaging all that carnality. You see? That's what they want. They want you to be carnal. They want you to stay in that place where you can't come against their kingdom. Their dominion, their realm in this area of darkness. 1 John 4, 3. Every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist where ye heard that it should come. Even now is it already in the earth, in the world. Everything that opposes and exalts itself against Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God is a spirit of Antichrist. You see? It's a mindset. It's a thought process here that has to be torn down. 1 Timothy 4.1, Now the Spirit speaks expressly that, that, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. That's everywhere, man. You know? Individuals that are wanting to be, uh, for example, uh, uh, as you go on and read there in 1, 1 Timothy 4, 1, 2, 3, or 4, talks about there's some that abstain from me, there's some that don't want to uh, abstain from being married. What is that talking about? Well, what's an organization now that teaches 
that that if you're gonna serve in the Lord and serve the people, that you don't get married. Priests, nuns. It's called Catholicism. You see. And then the other piece said where these people are involved in only eating vegetables and all that stuff. That's demonic, man. You see, Jesus said it's not what goes into a man's belly that corrupts him. It's what comes out. It's what's coming out of your heart and in your mouth. Those are the things that are bringing you death. That's the carnal man. That's the guy that's, that's got it twisted. It's all about the Spirit here, man. We're talking about living after the Spirit. Matthew 24, 24, For there shall arise, Jesus said, false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, and so much that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. This is why we need to stay grounded in the Word of God. Amen. The foundation, amen, must be secured. And the Scripture says, And you, talking to the Ephesians, are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. The day that the builders rejected that stone is the day that the scripture says that the Lord has made. And that day, God brought a distinction, glory to God. Carnal, kingdom of God. Carnal man, spiritual. Carnal man, living after the spirit. See, God brought a distinction in that day. And that day, he made a clear distinction. This is my beloved son. This is the way I want you to do it, in other words. But they reject that. The, the religious system rejects the kingdom of God. Revelation 2.6 But thou, thou, hast, thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. What does that mean, body of Christ? Nicolaitans. Nicolaitans comes from the word Nike and laity. The laity of the people, Nike means victorious. So what it's saying is those that are victorious over the people, they have this hierarchy set up where there's a distinction, a separation between the people and the clergy, those that are involved in the work of God, serving God, etc., etc., and, and, and attending to the word and whatnot, and bringing that word to the people. And, and then they have these titles and stuff and all this thing that separates them. That's called the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. That's a mystery of iniquity. Revelation 2.9, And I know that works, not tribulation and poverty, but thou art... But thou art rich, I know the blasphemy of, blasphemy of them that say they are Jews, and they are not, but of the synagogue of Satan. What is the synagogue of Satan? What is he talking about, say they are Jews? Who did Paul say is a Jew? Is it the outward or the inward? Paul said that circumcision is a matter of the heart and the spirit, and not in the letter. For he is not a Jew which is one outwardly, but he is a Jew which is one inwardly. Living after your spirit, in other words. You see? And the synagogue of Satan, well, who is the temple of God? You are. I am, body of Christ. And where place does he want? He wants to sit in that seat as God. We're in the place where Jesus Christ and his lordship over our lives, that's the place that he wants. He wants to rule your soul. And by that, and because of that, then he can manipulate and lead you into this carnal road of death apart from God. That's what this Babylon is doing. That's what Jezebel is doing. Now, that's what the doctrine of the Nicolaitans does. You see? It gets you to that place where Satan is ruling because those are his principles. The demonic hosts are ruling because 
Those are his principles. Revelation 2.14. But I have a few things against thee, because thou hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed unto idols, and to commit fornication. He told Balak, I know what we can do. I can't curse what the Lord has already blessed. Balak. So what did he do? Balak, he went and taught them how to get God upset with his people. He told them, marry their sons, marry their daughters, and out of that, you'll be teaching them your ways and your principles to them. All of a sudden, the seed is mixtured. It's all twisted and mixed up. It's all Babylonian, full of confusion. Now there's no pure seed. Now the seed of the Lord can't come forth out of your spirit, man, right? Because carnal is all over it, and therefore it gets aborted every time. But if you're living in the spirit, after the spirit, you're able to come forth from your spirit, and therefore the life of God is being produced. Amen? Because you're given what's been distributed to you. You cannot distribute what hasn't been given to you. Mm. Revelation 2.20 Notwithstanding I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calls herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. Again, the goal here is to get you to be on top in ruling from your soul, living after the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and therefore that tree and everything in the produce, fruit that it produces is death. You see? To bring you to that place of idolatry, as Satan told Eve, you'll be a god too, knowing that you'll be as God. You see, idolatry, you're going to be your own god. You can't tell me what to do. Man. Revelation 2.24, man, woo! But unto you I say, and unto the rest in Thyatira, as many as have not this doctrine, which have not known the depths of Satan, as they speak, I will put none other, not on you none other burden. These are the depths of Satan. All these areas that I've been describing here, this is the deep mystery that he's clouding over with shades and mixtures, and you can't even see it. I pray and I trust him, man, that you begin to seek God and ask him, what is going on here? What have I been involved with all these years? You understand? Man. Mm. Praise God. If anybody has any questions, please interject. Amen. We're going to move on now into the lesson for today. Oh, man. I was going to try to cover two outlines, but I don't think I'm going to get to that. So let me post this up for y'all. Again, the carnal man, he's the one that's keeping us in darkness, amen? We must come out of that, amen? We gotta grow up, body of Christ, amen? All right. So here's the outline we're gonna be talking about today. And again, you know, it's talking about binding and, and, and praying and warfare and and, and uh, moving and things of God, right? So, um, Let's get started here. 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4. 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4. I exhort therefore that first of all, order of first things. Every time you see first, that means this is an apostolic principle. 
supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that they may that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. Bios is the word there, livelihood, in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Amen. You see that? Who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Amen. God wants them all saved. Amen. God wants us all walking after Him. But again, this, the darkness and the mystery of iniquity has everything all shaded and confused. People involved in religion. People involved in Babylon. People involved under this Jezebel demonic spirit. The doctrine of the Nicolaitans, the depths of Satan, all these perversions, all these men of God, daughters of God working all these miracles and all this power and they're moving in the spirit of error. They don't even know it, man. That's why it's called the mystery of iniquity. Mm. Pray for others before yourself. Amen. Always, always, always launch out in the spirit, amen, as you're praying. Start praying for those. Start praying for your city officials, the police in your city, or president, those that are in authority in the nation, as it says that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. And there's those out there that, that even want to oppose the word of God as it is, as explicit as explicit as it is in bringing us direction on how we should conduct our lives in prayer. And yet because they have hatred, all right, towards our president and towards those out there in authority, whoever they may be, and they're justified, man, your prayers are not even getting to God. You better get your heart right and better get obedient to the word of God, amen. Thank God that there's room for repentance, amen. There's room for us to grow up. Amen. And follow up to the Spirit. It is a desire of the Father for us to intercede for our nation's leaders, those in authority, whomever they be, in supplications, in prayers, in intercessions, and giving of thanks, leading that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life and live in all godliness and honesty. Don't you want that, man? Aren't you tired of the chaos out there and the confusion and all the murdering, the raping, the stealing, all the destruction that's going on out there, all these religions that are trying to take over mankind in the flesh by killing off mankind and anybody that doesn't believe in their systems? That's extreme, man. And praise God, I mean, if I die, I die in the Lord, right? So there's, you know, I'm not living in fear. I'm telling you that that's not the way of God. God is a promoter of life, amen living. Amen. Learn how to pray for nations and their leaders. Let's take a look at this in Ezekiel chapter 28, 1 and 2. Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 1 and 2. The word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, say unto the prince of Tyrus, Thus saith the Lord God, Because thine heart is lifted up, and thou hast said, I am God, I sit in the seat of God, in the midst of the seas, yet thou art a man and not God, though thou set thine heart as the heart of God. You see that? Huh? This was a man that said, Thus saith the Lord God, Because thy heart is lifted up, thou hast said, I am God. He brought himself to a place to believe and understand that he is God. Do you think he got that on his own, that idea on his own? Super soul. Somebody breathe those thoughts into his life. Man, you're terrific. You're great. You're the best thing that's ever happened in this earth. 
Wow. So again, we see there that clearly that uh, that this guy, whoever this was, this Prince of Tyrus, lifted himself up as as God. See, and what 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 is the enemy doing in in, in Isaiah chapter fourteen? I won't be like the Most High. That's his goal. He wants that place of authority. He wants that seat of authority in our lives. He wants to be first. He wants a direction to come from him. The prince of Tyrus was a man who tried to exalt himself and make himself God. Why? <clears throat> this is the mystery of iniquity. This thing has always been around. <clears throat> from the moment Jesus said, I beheld Satan fall like lightning. From then, the enemy started crafting his plan, his divine plan, his campaign. Campaign of the enemy, you see? To bring mankind down and to come into authority over man, which he did that through Adam and Eve, but glory to God, Jesus now came back, and now we've got authority back in the name of Jesus Christ. Submit therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee, if you submit to God and his word, and are obedient to his word. You see? So, Ezekiel 28, now let's scroll down a little bit, verse 11. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the sun, mm. full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardis, the topaz, the diamond, the barrel, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, the carbuncle, the gold, the workmanship of thy tablets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou wast created. Right? Thou art the anointed cherub, angel of God, that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God, Thou hast walked up and down the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created until iniquity was found in thee. You see that? Iniquity was found. He wasn't murdering, killing, stealing, raping, destroying life. Iniquity, the lawlessness started in his heart. And he made a proclamation, I will be like the Most High, I will exalt myself, I will set my thrones on the, on the north, I will be like God. You see the five I wills of Satan in Isaiah 14. What happened, man? Why, why, why did he get to this place? He gave him his own choice and he chose outside of God. And every time mankind chooses outside of God's word like Adam and Eve did, we're going to be in the same place where we think we're on the God. It's called idolatry, body of Christ, and we've got to be delivered from that. Daniel chapter 10. Hmm. Let's see if I can get to this. I didn't write the scripture down. Hmm. Verse 8, Therefore I was left alone and saw great, this great vision. 
and there remained no strength in me, for my comeliness was turned in me into corruption, I retained no strength. Yet heard I the voice of his words, and when I heard the voice of his words, then was I in a deep sleep on my face, and my face was toward the ground. I was involved in prayer, in other words. I was interceding. I was making war. And behold, an hand touched me, which set me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hands, lifted me up, and said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee, and stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Mm. Fear the Lord, amen. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, from, from, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before, the, before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. What do they move on, body Christ? They move on this word. The angels of God do. Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength, that hearken to his voice, and that do his commandments. Where are the commandments of God? They're in your heart and your mouth. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy heart, and believe, believe in thy heart and confess with your mouth, that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. You're going to get what God has for you in your inheritance. Angels of God are part of that. And they're going to move on that word as it gets built up in your heart and in your life. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me, and twenty days below Michael, one chief of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the king of Persia, kings of Persia. A lot of demonic principalities here, man. Now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days, for yet the vision is for many days. And when he had spoke such words unto me, I set my face toward the ground, and I became as dumb, man. Dumb. In other words, I fell before my face. I started repenting, man. God's gracious enough to send one of his holy angels to me, Daniel. And what else can I do but fall on the face, fall on my face? Second Corinthians four eighteen. While we look not at the things which are seen, right? But at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal or temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. This realm of the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, living after the Spirit, recognizing all this demonic activity, seeing when individuals are moving in the, in the, in the carnal man, the soul versus their spirit, knowing their thoughts and intents, discerning the demonic presence behind them, and the thoughts and intents of the heart and where all that comes from, that place of God, amen, all these things are eternal. Whether they're eternal living for God or whether they're eternal going to be separated from God. In hell, in other words. Wow. <clears throat> Satan, demons, and evil spirits are in this earth. Matthew 8, 28. Matthew 8, 28. And when he was come to the other side, into the country of the Gergesenes, there met him two possessed with devils coming out of the tombs, exceeding fierce. Wow. Difficult, dangerous, furious. You ever seen people like that? I was just mad. You don't want to approach them because you don't want to encounter all that. 
so that no man might pass by that way. And behold, they cried out, saying, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God? Art thou come hither to torment us before our time? Right? And the point is here that all this stuff is already out there. Adam's lease was 6,000 years. All that time, man, demonic realm and host influence in mankind, mixing up the seed, doing all their dirty work, trying to get us to a place of confusion. But thank God for those that are preaching the kingdom of God and pray God come out of her, the scripture saying, Revelation 18, come out of Babylon. Come out of all that confusion. Come into the kingdom. Understand what, what I have for you, says God, in the kingdom of God. I've got a place for you, says God. Hmm. Luke chapter 4, 5, and 6. Luke chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. And the devil taking him up into a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world. And in a moment of time, in a moment of time, the inhabited earth is the world, the inhabited earth. And the devil, which means uh, traducer, Satan. And by the way, I'm going to reveal this uh, definition here for this one of the words for demon. Uh, hold on a second, let me find it. Well, it's not on this verse, that's fine. Um, <clears throat> and again, Diabolos is prone to slander, man. It's always pointing the finger. And the devil said unto him, All this power, all this authority I will give you and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever will I give it. You see, he's going to come to you and to me as you grow and mature in the things of God after the Spirit of God. He's going to come to you and tempt you. He's going to say, I'll give you all this. That's not something audible, but it's a path that your soul decides to take because this road looks better. The pay looks better. The city looks better. The location looks better. All these tempor temporal uh, views that we have that we think are going to bring us into greater peace with God. Let me tell you, sons of God, daughters of God, if you're walking after the Spirit, you're always going to be contended with against the devil. That's the way of life. It's called the apostolic career with its arduous duties, contending with carnal inclinations. It's called warfare, you see? Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, we wrestle not, right, flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. You know, my son had an opportunity to, to be a part of this group politically, and uh, he made a choice not to be a part of the group on his own, praise God, by the Spirit of God, because he didn't want to be a part of a clique an organization that's only associated a certain way. See, when you get in, into these cliques and stuff, into these groups, you're immediately setting up the boundary there. In other words, you're not like us, therefore, I've got a problem with you. Man. Three heavens are found in the world. The atmosphere, outer space, heaven, where God's throne is. We have authority in Jesus' name against all powers of darkness, right? Where I am concerned, I can stop the attack of Satan by exercising my authority as a believer any time I want to. For he said, Behold, I give unto you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the dunamis of the devil, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. 
But don't rejoice in this. Rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb's book of Zoe, life. Remember, eternal life is not something that it, it's not something that, that, that you should be in expectation for that I'm going to live forever. The hope should be that today I can receive the presence and the life and the wisdom of God from within my spirit, man, to bring direction and clarity on decisions and choices that must be made in life by my spirit. Eternally, forever. Living after that life of God, John 1, 4. In him was Zoe, and Zoe was the post, the light, the comprehension, the understanding. Right? Where you are concerned, your will is involved. If you don't know how to get free from the demonic powers of darkness, then I can help you through instruction of the Word and my faith. If you do not want to go free, then no one can help you. If you want to stay in that darkness and continue on in that realm of the carnal, then you're continuously going to be struggling in life. And I'm not saying when you get into the kingdom of God, right, you must be born again. You can't even see it. You must be born of the water and the spirit. You cannot enter, walk in these truths and principles. What I'm saying is, is that now we have an advocate. We've got somebody else that's our defendant attorney here on this earth. His name is the Holy Ghost. And he's here to, to help you, to quicken you, to help you understand, to help you see, to pray. Help us pray. Jude 1.20, praying in the Holy Ghost, building up our most holy faith. Amen. It may take longer to accomplish a desired result in others because of their will involved. We've got to seek and we've got to pray for one another. The scripture says, if you see a, see a, if you see a brother sin a sin which is not unto death, tell him to ask for life. In other words, God is saying to you, ask for life for them. Zoe. And that's what I pray for my brothers and sisters. When I see them see moving in this carnal realm, I ask God to give them life. Zoe. Out of their spirit, man, by the Holy Spirit, so they can see where they're walking in error. And come back to submitting to their spirits, spirit man. Hmm. Well, praise God. You know, next week we're going to be covering the next part, obviously. And it's called, uh, let's see here. We're going to talk about prayer of binding and loosing from Matthew 18. But I want to give you two nuggets out of that. In Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 36. And if you guys want to... You know, the outline's already out there, so if y'all want to review that, that's fine. But let me show you something here about these two definitions, two words here. And it's going to bless you, amen. Because even in the Old Testament, glory to God, God was already, uh, God was already, had already taught His people these things. Verse 36, Deuteronomy 32, 36. For the Lord shall judge His people and repent Himself for His servants. When he seeth that their power is gone, and that there is none to shut up or left. Now if you go and read before this, God had to let them go into captivity, had to let them go into pressure. Because they stopped serving him. See, God is not can't go with us when we're in our carnal man. The Holy Ghost can't go with us. If we're ignoring our spirit, he'll send us somebody, glory to God, a prophet, a teacher, someone that'll bring us back. Under our spirit, man, it's called the bishop ministry, right? Bishop over the soul, right? And I don't want to get into all that, but the point is, is that, let me show you these two definitions. Deuteronomy 32, 36, the word shut up, okay? It's a word, it's the word atsar, which means to restrain, to retain, to close up, to shut, or to tie up, to bind. 
You see? Bind and loosen. Now, to hold back, to maintain, to rule. What are you holding back and maintaining and ruling? You're ruling and maintaining and holding back the demonic realm. I bind you, you demonic dark powers of sickness and disease and rape and murder and perversions and all these chaotic worthlessness that they move in. Mm. And then the word left is a re the word that means to loose. I lose the life of God on the body of Christ. I lose the life of God on my wife and my sons. I lose, amen, the blessing of God. For it is written in Jesus' name, the Lord God is the Son and the shield. The Lord God will give grace and glory. No good thing we withhold from those who walk uprightly. I lose the life of God on my family and my sons, you see. Bind and loosen right there in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse um, 36 in the Old Testament. All right. Praise God, Father. I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, Lord, to bring forth the bread of life, amen, to bring forth the breakfast for the champions of God, those that will stand for the cause of God in Jesus' name. It is written in your word, Father, in Exodus 15, 3, that the Lord God is a man of war. The Lord God is a man of war. The Lord is his name. You are an ish of war, Father God. You've given us the ish, amen, that, that desire to, to, to walk and to be a champion after the Lord for all the causes of God in the earth today. I thank you, Lord God, that your people have ears to hear and eyes to see what your Spirit's saying to the church, Father. I thank you for those that will be partaking in the future and are partaking today, Father. I bless your, your body, Lord. I bless your people in Jesus' name. And I declare whatsoever is blessed cannot be cursed in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you for this, Father God. And I give you praise, Father, for this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. rulers of darkness that aren't of this world spiritual wickedness in high places so wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking on the shield of faith wherewith you may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. We are part of an army today. And Father, right now, we just adhere to your Word and we take on your armor of God, understanding we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities in high places. And we're delighted to be a part of your army. Hallelujah. Lord, we stand before your throne to worship you and you alone. Proclaim your name. 